When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Turn it up. This is what John Harbaugh had to say. I haven't seen the tweet. It's an ongoing process. Uh, thinking about Lamar all the time. Thinking about him as our quarterback. We're building our offense around that idea. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We love him. John Harbaugh, I believe, is proving himself to be the greatest frontman since Mick Jagger. Today's guests, ESPN NFL analyst Robert Griffin III. Panthers running back, Miles Sanders. San Diego State head coach, Brad Dutcher. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We're 20 minutes away from RG3 calling into the show, and we will chop it up. The it being everything going on in the NFL, and boy, does he have some opinions about it. And it'll be uh, spirited and fun, as always, when... Robert Griffin III from the Worldwide Leader in Sports calls into this program in 20 minutes' time. An hour from now is when Miles Sanders, now the Carolina Panthers, calls in. And an hour and 20 minutes from now, Brian Dutcher of San Diego State University men's basketball, he's calling in. I guess we were fair and balanced. Yesterday we had Dusty May of Florida Atlantic. And today Brian Dutcher will call in. And they're facing off one another to face the winner of UConn and Miami to cut down the nets. One week ago from last night, today at this very point, we'll be uh, we'll be talking and turning the page to the Masters, won't we? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Um, and so, uh, lots going on in this world. Congratulations, gents. Congratulations, Christopher. Congratulations, congratulations, Mike Del Tufo. I don't know what we're. Congratulations, T.J. Jefferson. For what? The six billion dollar bid for the Washington Commanders is in, and our secrets out. I thought we were going to keep oh, that on the deal for the secrets week. out. I know. I was trying our to move secrets out. We may, we may have, unfortunately, have to screw out a couple light bulbs around here and put them on yeah. eBay and hope that people I mean, will buy secondary ticket, secondary market light bulbs. I got some helmets, I guess, that I could sell. They might have problems with uh, the ledger um, when the finance committee takes a look at, uh, peeks under the hood of our $6 billion bid. A little funny money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's why we're sending the bookkeeper to Canada right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. You got that Untouchables yes. reference? <laughs> He's on the bridge. He's on the bridge right now. Finance committee might be on the other side with the Canadian Mounties. <laughs> Dudley do right. Uh, wait a minute. I'm told it's not our bid. Ah. Uh, whose bid is it, Christopher? It's the uh, Josh Harris Mitchell Rails Group, which now includes, you may have heard of him, Magic Johnson. Officially submitted a fully financed bid that meets Dan Snyder's six 
billion Damn, dollar oh asking gosh. price. Oh my god! According to Adam Oof. Schefter's source. Oof. Well, somebody equally as good and important, and uh, somebody equally as rich, better come in at uh, six billion and one dollar. The uh, reverse of the prices, right? Right. Yeah, we want one. $1 somebody's got to go over. One dollar over. Uh, somebody's got to go over. Otherwise, that sounds like sold to me. I mean, what do you think? The league doesn't want that group. Yeah, so they don't want Magic Johnson strolling around. As as Adam just pointed out a minute ago, this would break the record uh, previous sale, which was just last August yes. when the Walmart Group uh, bought the Broncos for four point six five billion. There you go. So, do you think Josh Harris or whoever would be welcomed to the NFL is looking in the mirror and saying, "Commissioner Goodell," pronouncing his name. Goodell. No, it's not Goodell. Emphasis on it's not Goodell. 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 Yeah, like Goodell, like not Goodell. Goodell. That's that's done. And you know what? I'm sure everybody that's told Dan Snyder in that town of Pound Sand is willing to get them. Like let's let's form a partnership, new stadium, new everything. You won't be terribly happy about that, pal. Definitely need a new stadium. Yeah. Dallas Cowboy fan at the Washington Commanders, free of yeah, Dan Snyder does. with business deals all over the place, and let's go. Six billion dollars. Good Oof. Lord. It's not a scratch. All right, so let's just say this before it all goes down, right? Before this all happens and goes down, Dan Snyder sitting there in London, apparently, allegedly. On his yacht. Well, I don't know how many yachts fit in London. Do you, there, no, see, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, it I goes. Think in, yachts don't go down the Thames. Yeah, you can't he's get got it down, it, yeah. Yeah. Go down the London Bridge. Ain't, okay, yeah, whatever. So it's once he's off bridge, the once, once Dan Snyder's off the Ferris wheel, <laughs> of all the the London the way, landmarks, his, I pick I pick out his yacht is incredible. Oh, it's insane. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's hard. I've never been on it. I've seen. So he's got time. Time's running out, Dan, for you to. Throw one more log on the fire by signing Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet that the rest of your organization has no intention of doing. And then you turn to Josh Harris and Magic Johnson. Who else? James uh, Worthy? Mitchell Rails. Okay, Mitchell Rails. <laughs> James Worthy. <laughs> Michael, Michael, Michael Thompson. Karamis. AC Green. All right. AC Green. All of them. Okay, the whole cast of Winning Time. You tell them all, six billion's not enough. Did you see what we just did? Sidel Lamar Jackson. Sidel Threat. <laughs> Nick Van Exel. I got it. All right. Oh, okay. got it. We got Lamar. Right. We've got Lamar. We've got Lamar, and we're going to battle twice a year against Dak with Lamar. We're going to battle twice a year against Jalen Hurts with Lamar. That six billion's got to come up. Notice I left out the other one. The other Lamar versus Daniel Jones. I don't know if that increases the value of the commander. According to Brockman, Daniel Jones isn't worth the money. But we're going to go to battle with Lamar. Lamar, I'd like you to meet Terry McLaurin. Lamar, I'd like you to meet Jahan Dotson. Right. Lamar, I'd like you to meet. You need to stop Curtis Samuel, stuff out there Lamar, in the, in the that's universe, Brian bro. Robinson Jr. behind you. Lamar, how quickly do you think the commanders get a new stadium 
with Lamar. Put a hard hat on that guy. Do you know how many toilets would be in that place? Toilets. Do you know how many places on this planet Earth toilets that would have as many toilets as the future home of the Clippers? This place would. I wish you'd stop putting that out in the universe, I'm man. I'm just Nobody, saying. We don't, we don't need that. The Washington Commanders. Look at this right. They got the 16th overall selection. I mean, that's not that high. It's not as high as the Jets one that they're holding on to instead of giving it to the Packers and make this Aaron Rodgers deal happen not on the that, spot. Not that high. That's 16. It's right in the middle of pack. And the next year's draft. Who cares about next year's draft if you're Daniel Snyder? You're out. You're out. And of all these owners that you didn't like, because you know he doesn't like all of them, all these owners you don't like, <laughs> you want to stick them with a flaming bag of poop? You want to toilet paper their house? <laughs> wanna- stick them with a guaranteed contract number two, like the one Lamar wants. You want to egg their crib? Josh Harris also owns the Philadelphia 76ers oh, yeah. and the New Jersey Devils. Oh, yeah. So oh, the Eagles right. Eagles fans. Devils. Well, look, look. Here. Here's the deal. That just proves he can afford a little bit more. Asking price is now higher because I wanted to leave the NFL with a second guaranteed contract like Lamar wants, like Deshaun Watson's got, and I wanted the price to go up. And how quickly do you think you're going to make your new deal for a new stadium with Lamar? So that's... What's at stake here? Daniel Snyder, can he can he do it? Can he he can get does he have Ken Francis's number? Make a trunk call from London to Ken Francis's number. And you know what? He could just throw in throw hey Lamar, I'm gonna throw in, you know, I'll 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 buy your gym company too. <laughs> Is that a violation? Why are you trying could to be. stick Magic Johnson saying, and Jamal there's Wilkes? There's an with opportunity this bill. here, is what I'm saying. Jamal Wilkes. <laughs> because what is it? What are the commanders' other alternatives? You get Sam Howell. Yeah, he sounds great. Well, Roll with him. right. I like that idea, bro. Because Roll. that's the way the commanders are talking and planning to go. Ron Rivera today asked, "Why not Lamar? What's going on? He's right there. He's there. He's he wants your phone call. He lives in. The he area. asked for a trade. He's in the area. You don't have to move too far. Send the helicopter. He'll flip you one of Ken Francis's shake weights." <laughs> But you might want to. Nice. Is, that that too, down, you, is that a fantasy shake. team name, Ken Francis? Is Shake White? I'm telling you, yelling it's into the arcane. chasm and Ken too, Francis. It's too, might it's, be too inside. Oh, okay, it's too inside. Well, it's very beltway ish. All right, this is what Ron Rivera had to say about Lamar. We are roster building, I think, for the first time and, and feel really good about being able to do the things that we're doing right now. Did you ever get to a point where when Lamar, the situation was happening, where we were like, maybe let's try to look into it at all? No, we, we never did, Darren. We, we honestly never did. It was just something that we just didn't feel su- suited what we wanted to do. Um, I know he's a tremendous talent. I, I know he's a um, you know a, a player that can impact your team. Um, I just didn't think, and, and and we sat down and talked about it. That, that was the direction for us as a football team. And don't you think if there's any other, doesn't this blow up the collusion case? Because if there's any owner that would go rogue, it would be Dan Snyder. Collusion. Who am I colluding with? Guy's not talking to me? Am I colluding with Jim Irsay? <laughs> colluding with Jim Irsay? Do you think this colluding with Jim Irsay? <laughs> no, that's, that, that's, uh, that's, that's, I think that's a new, uh, that's a new ind- independent film. <laughs> I like that. From A24. Colluding with Irsay? Yeah, from A24. Could, could be. be. Could be. Oh, well, let's pitch that. 
I think it might go better than our $6 billion bid for the commanders. Mitchell Rails is a Washington, D.C. area businessman. Of course not. He's inside the beltway. He knows he's a fixer. Should we call him a fixer? If anybody's a Ooh. businessman from D.C., call him a fixer. Michael Clayton. I don't know. Is he in the bid? Well, he's the one you buy off. <laughs> don't forget. You don't blow him up. You don't try to kill him. You try to buy him off. Spoiler alert. Look, I don't get it. <sighs> Other than the fact, I, here's the thing. I understand. They don't want to spend all this money on a quarterback position, I guess. They don't want to blow their plans up, I guess. But don't they don't even for a split second think if we have Lamar and the burgundy and the gold and we we don't have more W's? Lamar? I mean, I guess Sam Howell's got time to prove it. Mm. Arthur Smith's another one. Why would Atlanta do this? Because, again, to sign this guy to an offer sheet, to sign this guy to an offer sheet, you've got to be careful because you want this to happen. You can't lift the kimono and then have the Ravens match and he doesn't come, and then all of a sudden you've got to put Humpty Dumpty back together. And then the same way that... Roger's not going back to Green Bay now. And the same way that people assume Lamar can't go back to Baltimore now. But the commanders, what, are you going to tell Sam Howell, I'm sorry? You're, you're, you're concerned about upsetting him? With all due respect to whoever, in the, Indianapolis doesn't have anyone to insult. Desmond Ritter would be told, I'm sorry. Or you get him up to speed a couple more years and you trade him, you flip him. It's not like, again, uh, the Patriots, despite Meek Mill reaching out to Bob Kraft as the intermediary saying Lamar wants to come to your spot. As Bob Kraft revealed, I believe, on NFL Network yesterday. Meek and Bill are tight. And Bob are tight. You misspoke, right? It's Meek, Meek and Bob are Meek tight? Meek and Bob are tight. Bob yeah. told Meek it's up to Bill. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Okay. <laughs> Let's get nuts. Arthur Smith said Desmond Ritter is a starting quarterback today. Quote, we expect Desmond to take the next step, says Arthur Smith. He wouldn't comment about Lamar Jackson. We're going to talk about our own players, Smith said. D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution tweeting that one out. And then, of course, there's a photograph that goes with it where Arthur Smith once again has the default facial expression of, I don't want to be here. Do I really need to be here? (laughs) He likes Desmond Ritter. Oh, boy. Desmond Ritter or Lamar Jackson. On football skills alone, on football, it's a no-brainer. Lamar Jackson or Sam Howell. On a football skills, on a football level, it's a no-brainer. If he only didn't cost you 180 to $200 million, if not north of that, guaranteed, when you have everything set up for the next five-something years with a guy in a rookie deal that you like and you want to buy into and you were planning to buy into, and you've spent all offseason telling him, you're my guy. Told him all last year, work hard, and you'll get what you want around here. That's the way I run my shop. 
until Lamar pops out of the blue. On a football level, no-brainer. If it only wasn't also potentially right now multiple first-round picks costing you. And a guy that you don't know. The other kid that you drafted, you know. You know their family, you know their upbringing, and you look them in the eye and say, you try hard, you're the guy around here. And I tell that to everyone in this locker room, unless Lamar pops free. This is what's at play, folks. And RG3, who has been very vocal about this, thinking that something's afoot, let's talk to him. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here. Let's talk to Robert Griffin III about what's going on in the National Football League. And as you can tell, the answer is lots. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Back here in the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk here on our Roku stream as well. Furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Love chopping it up with this guy and seeing what he has become and made of himself with his opportunity on the worldwide leader in sports. College football um, play by play man, or pardon me, analyst extraordinary, and of course, all of his pearls of wisdom that you see in the National Football League world. Robert Griffin III back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, RG3? Hey, Rich, I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I saw the vacation photographs, you and your beautiful family. You're all you're all rested, ready to roll for yeah, the draft season? Rested. You know, the NFL season is 24-7, so you got to find a week or two to get away and kind of Recharge. No, tell me about it. A better way to recharge than to be with the family. I well, I mean, sometimes Robert, you know, it's not a vacation; it's a trip when you bring your children. You know what I mean? (laughs) You can't call it a vacation, you know, when you bring your children. But that's good. I see what you do. The lovely photographs. Uh, Let me hop in with you, starting right off the bat. Who do you think the Carolina Panthers have traded all the way up to one to go get? Who do you think? 
Wow. I mean, it's a difficult question. I'll answer it this way, Rich. Mm -hmm. I think the notion that C.J. Stroud is the runaway favorite uh, is inaccurate. Um, My sources have told me that the Panthers are enamored with both players and they're going to, you know, kind of go through their process of all the visits, continue to study the tape, uh, and make a decision um, closer to draft day than right now. So, uh, C.J. Stroud, of course, there's everyone talking about the height of Bryce Young and and how Frank Wright likes bigger quarterbacks. Uh, but I, I would I would just say you know maybe pump the brakes on that just a little bit. Um, I think Bryce Young's size matters more to us in the media than it does to some of these. Uh, higher-level executives, at least that's what I've been told. What advice would you give to the quarterback that finishes second like you back in the day in the draft, Robert? What advice would you give to that kid? You know, Rich, I think the way you just put it is perfect. Uh, if you ask Bryce Young or C or C.J. Stroud, you know, where they want to go, they view this as a competition. So they want to go number one overall, regardless of the team's weapons, the uh, the expertise that they're going to be working with. They just look at this as a competition because that's how we've been conditioned to, to operate. So my advice to the guy that goes second uh, would be to just continue to have that chip on your shoulder and continue to look at it as a competition because you're going to be compared uh, to the guy that goes over one number one overall uh, for the duration of your career and honestly for the duration of your life. It's what happened with me and Andrew Luck. Um, you know, I would say that Andrew Luck had a better career, NFL career than I did. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, that's not how you're going to be judged as far as being a human being, as far as being a father, as far as being a son. Um, but there's no doubt about it. These guys will continue to compete for the rest of their lives, and they know that. Do you, were you um, wined and dined and wooed by the Colts at all in that process too, Robert? The due diligence, were you part of that with the Colts? As well, I, I'll be I'll be 100 honest and as always, and say no. I was not wanting to dine by the Colts. Hmm. Um, I, the Colts put it out there uh, throughout the draft process leading up that they were, you know, debating whether it was going to be me or Andrew. But every sign and signal that they showed me was that they had already decided who their quarterback was going to be. Um, I didn't get a you know a, a private visit, a personal visit from the Colts. Um, none of that stuff happened. So I kind of knew going in to the draft that I wasn't going to be selected number one overall. It was just a matter of was Washington going to pick me at number two, um, and then that's what ended up happening. So I think that the Panthers are doing right by both players by not showing any favoritism to anyone, and even more so they're going further because they went to every top quarterback's pro day with the full gambit yeah. uh, of Mr. Tepper and his wife and the GM and all the coaches. So I think they're doing it the right way. Yeah, and they're taking everybody out to dinner too. So I guess that's my way of the big wind-up here is that if the Colts had taken you out to dinner and you sensed that they weren't going to take you, would you have run up the tab on them, Robert? <laughs> I the... definitely wouldn't have, I wouldn't have ran up the tab on them. No, 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 come on, get the seafood is... tower, you know, and I'm not, th- I'm not through yet. Wait a minute, I'll get the steak. You know, I don't really <laughs> drink very much, but I'll take the Screaming Eagle. You know, like, wouldn't you no, do that? Do the whole no, thing? No, I, I think if, if the Colts would have really dove in and, and went into that process with an open mind, uh, I think I could have convinced them that I was the guy for the job and my, and my career would have ended up uh, a lot different than it did there in Washington. But at the end of the day, they made the decision. I think it was a great decision for them. Andrew Luck, um, you know, Brent brought them a lot of uh, wins. Um, and I don't think that they're upset about that decision at the end of the day. And 
that's what I hope uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young get from the teams that select them, along with Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and Henry Hooker and everyone else you can mention. I just hope they go to a team that is bought in on them from top to bottom because that's the only way that these teams will truly give these quarterbacks an opportunity to go out and be the best versions of themselves. Finding a quarterback in this league is extremely hard. You don't want any dissension in the ranks when you're making that decision. Which which uh, player that you saw in person um, this year in the booth in college football that's at the, that's available in this year's draft is somebody that you say to any GM, any anybody who would ask you, pick your brain, say that kid's that it doesn't matter for need. You you take that kid. I like the motor. I like the. The person I like the heart. I like the way that I saw him play. I saw the way he took over a game. Is there anybody like that? RG three. Yeah, Rich. I would say for me, it's Bijan Robinson. Um, you know, I said this on ESPN. You know, his name is of Persian descent. Uh, when his mom named him, and it means hero. But every defense that he faced thought that he was the villain. And I had an opportunity to call two of his games. I know the running back position has been devalued in the NFL um, just because, you know, first five years of the guy's career running the ball, put a lot of tread on the tires. Hmm. But at the end of the day, if you can get it back like Bijan Robinson, who can essentially do everything that you need a running back to do and a slot receiver to do, and he can do it at an all-pro level, that's a guy that you go out and you draft in the top 10, top 15, top 20, and you don't think twice about it. Uh, the kid's special, great person off the field, uh, phenomenal competitor on the field. And I don't think there's a back uh, in the league really like him right now who can kind of do all of the things that he can do. I know many people will point to Christian McCaffrey, uh, but I think he's got an even higher ceiling than that because he can tote the rock 35 times a game if you need him to. So let me just throw some teams out for that supposition here. Because, again, you have to – under you, you and and, and – I'd like you to, when you give your answer, think about the needs and where they are in the, in the scheme yep. of things. Um, if you're Detroit at six, do you do you go get him, Bijan? At six, Ooh. what do you think? I think if you at, at Detroit at six, you have to think about it. Right now, some people will say that's blasphemous, but just imagine partnering him with the rest of the weapons that right. they have. Yeah. How, how how much better of a quarterback Jared Goff is now going to become? They got Montgomery. Because, they did get Montgomery in free agency, but I'm just one. You know, I, I throw that out there. There's Atlanta at eight. You know how how certainly since and we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson shortly. You know they clearly are not going in that direction. Right. Just got, but they they're a run team you got the bears at nine and then the eagles at 10 w- which one do you think w- jumps out at you you think they should go get him if not all of them you know listen Robert. i think all of these teams should consider him but when you when you talk about a back like Bijan, it also depends on where you are as a team yeah so to me the the most realistic spot for him would be the eagles at 10 because they don't have quite as many holes on the rest of their roster Yes, I know they lost a lot of starters. They lost six starters this offseason. But if they could put a guy like Bijan in and have him and Rashad Penny uh, as a one-two combo with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, you know, with that offensive line, that's a team that I say, I mean, I, I would really contemplate doing it because if the Eagles don't do it, I do believe the Cowboys will find a way to move up and go get him. There's just there's, the Cowboys need him. I feel like more than the Eagles do. Yeah. But they also just got rid of Ezekiel Elliott. They got Tony Pollard coming off of an injury. 
And don't you think for a second that Jerry Jones doesn't realize that this man's just down the street, right? right? And, the, and the fandom that that's going to bring to the, to the star. Oh, yeah. So I would look at those two teams, the Eagles and the Cowboys, as teams that could go out and get Bijan. He could help push them over the edge. Robert Griffin III here from ESPN, spending some great quality time, as always, on the Rich Eisen Show with him. Let's jump into it. Um, you were very vocal when Lamar got his um, non-exclusive franchise tag tender placed in front of him and a bunch of teams when responding to requests uh, for an answer immediately said, we're not interested in Lamar. You started throwing uh, quite a bit of collusion concepts out there on your Twitter feed. Do you think there's collusion going on right now to keep Lamar Jackson from an offer sheet being signed? Do you think? Rich, I don't think there's collusion from him signing an offer sheet. I think what Jim Ursay said about guaranteed contracts and how he has looked at it in the MLB and the NBA and how it just hasn't been good for business, I think it's a universal thought process amongst all of the NFL owners. So for all these teams to say, you know, we'll go get Jimmy G, we'll go get Deshaun Watson, we'll go, we would pay Joe Burrow all of this money, and all of those guys have all been injured in their careers. And it's never prevented a team from going out and getting them. So I truly believe that this Lamar Jackson thing isn't that teams don't want him as a player. It's not that they don't think he's a phenomenal talent. Heck, the Washington Commanders GM, uh, Martin Mayhew, even came out and said, oh, he's a special guy, but we're not interested. Ron Rivera said, we didn't even look into it. If that doesn't sound like collusion or like a, a conservative effort to not even give a guy an opportunity who is raging against the machine to sign an offer sheet, I don't know what is. And as you know, I've been very vocal about it, and, and I'm more than willing to continue to dive into it with you. So, yeah, no, absolutely, because, it, it, you know, I, I think Washington should do it. Um, but I'm also, you know, um, you know, not privy to any of their conversations where, you know, maybe after Carson Wentz and everything else that they tried, they're like, we we did why why can't they just really dig Sam Howell, you know, and go in that direction, and then we'll find out later on what a silly move that was as Lamar finally does wind up on another team and is hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, and the same thing with Desmond, you know, Ritter in Atlanta. We had uh, Thomas Dimitrov on. I'm like, walk me through wh- why they're not interested in Atlanta, best of your knowledge, knowing the front office, and he's like, well, they just got out of cap hell that he kind of. <laughs> put them in and he said we'll have a conversation later on as to the reasons why he did what he did when he was GM there but they finally just got out of it they drafted the kid they loved the kid and they're going they they don't want to switch up they'd rather put their money in a safety or money in here and then I, I think you also know that there's a conversation around the league about you know Lamar not finishing the last two years and you put it all together and and two first round picks and uh, a ton of money guaranteed to somebody that you would be just meeting right now uh, dropped in your lap because you didn't even think it would be possible that you could sign him. They thought it was just a franchise tag full-on coming your way. That might lead to a lot of these situations. Robert. Yeah, I mean, I think when you when you piece it all together, you can find reasons as to why or try to justify why teams aren't going after Lamar Jackson. But at the end of the day, common sense prevails. It makes zero sense for a team to come out and say, you know what, we, we're thinking about, you know, using a first-round pick to go get an unproven quarterback in the draft instead of using two first-rounders to go get a proven quarterback in Lamar Jackson, who's a unanimous MVP and 26 years old. So 
that that's where I come from. And, and obviously I've mentioned that I think Lamar's fighting the machine that is the NFL, whether that's NFL agents, NFL GMs and owners, along with NFL insiders. But it, it really is because the, the quarterback position, Rich, is a sacred position, right? When you get that contract, uh, uh, agent negotiating a contract for a quarterback can help him take care of every single one of his other clients on just that one quarterback contract. Say $250 million guaranteed, 1% of that would be $2.5 million. They're, they're set. They can go for the next five, six years and take care of 20 other co- uh, uh, clients because of that one quarterback. So when you take that away from them and you're a guy like Lamar Jackson and you're trying to do it without an agent, without the ties to the NFL insiders, you're affecting everybody's bottom line. Now, I'm not saying that teams don't want to win football games and, and they're not going to go after Lamar because he's doing that by himself. What I'm saying is it doesn't make any sense. We can put up all the names of guys that have missed games over the past couple seasons and how much money they got paid, and you're telling me they're not even willing to think about going and talking to Lamar Jackson? They don't even know what Lamar Jackson wants because they haven't even picked up the phone to call him and talk about an offer, potentially. Well, the problem with that, too, is, and again, uh, I, I want you to understand, I think some teams should go run the risk here and do it, whatever risk that may be. And I, I pegged Washington, Atlanta, and Indianapolis because they also don't have quarterbacks and situations that they've already had there uh, with all due respect to the second-year players and Ritter and, and Howell, because you know if you sign this guy to an offer sheet, whatever quarterback's there would be like, what gives? Like, what are you talking about? Like, wh- wh- what do you mean? I thought this was my gig. They don't have those issues. So um, th- so uh, what, I'm, what I'm pushing back here on the agent front is, is if you want to get this highly complicated deal done, which obviously Lamar wants, and he wants to get – the, the money that he thinks he deserves and he wants to get the, the, um, the security that he deserves and the spot where there are, you know, receivers that he feels he deserves, right? <laughs> right. The, the, if he wants that to get done, you're going to have to convince somebody to stroke you the check and you're going to have to convince a coach to do it, right? And, sure. and, and it, with all due respect, if you're a general manager and you find out Ken Francis is on the phone for Lamar Jackson, you're like, who? Or you're Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft comes up to you and says, hey, Meek Mill says Lamar wants to come here. Don't you think there's a better front foot forward on that business front? Robert? Yeah, Rich, I, I think the question you're asking is, should Lamar have an agent? And, or, and I would repurpose the question and say, is he being hurt by not having an agent? I think he is right now because he's not able to fight these types of battles. Right. Agents don't just represent players. These agencies represent players. They represent coaches. And when we talk about free agency and the legal tampering period, you know this, Rich. Yeah. Agents are always tampering, okay? They're constantly negotiating for their players throughout seasons, talking to coaches, and that's where Lamar doesn't have that connection because – they actually have to call him. And, and what I would say on Lamar's front is they're not even picking up the phone. So for Robert Kraft to say Meek Mill is saying this or there's the stuff about Ken Francis, which Lamar has already come out and says the guy's not negotiating for him, uh, you know, to correct that narrative, my problem is they're not even picking up the phone. How do you know what you're thinking about or what you're going to do in regards to Lamar Jackson if you're not even giving him a chance? 
And that's where I've seen teams come out when it's, as soon as it happened, they say, we're not interested. Now there's teams at the league meeting saying, we didn't even look into it. Why would you not look into a quarterback of Lamar's caliber, whereas if it was Joe Burrow on the, on the, on the uh, you know, non-exclusive franchise tag, or if it was Justin Herbert on the non-exclusive franchise tag, all these teams would be interested, it would seem. But for some reason, for Lamar Jackson, that's not the case. And I do think him not having an agent has hurt him in that regard. But it goes well beyond that, and that's why I do believe there is collusion going on. So give me, give me the team you think should just say, screw it, let's do it. Let's call him up. Let's, however we, you know, we get his number, we call him. We find him wherever he is and say it's time to talk. Which team do you think should do that? Because, again, you're going to need an owner who's going to stroke yeah. the check. You need a coach that's going to be you know, uh, up for it. You need, you need a, a ton of, of spots, um, yeah. that boxes that need to be checked. Give me the team that you think should do it, Robert. Yeah, so first, first of all, I would say the only NFL owner that I've heard speak about this to this point who was open and honest about it has been Jim Irsay. You know, he said he believes Lamar is a phenomenal talent and the money's not an issue. The guaranteed contract is an issue. So I, I would encourage Irsay and the head coach Shane Steichen to go out and, and talk to Lamar Jackson about what is it that he is asking for. Because at this point, Lamar has requested a trade. The, 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 what he posted on Twitter wasn't just, hey, let me tell you guys what's going on. Yeah. It felt like a farewell letter to the Baltimore Ravens. Well, it also felt to me, Robert, is a, in a letter to 31 other owners in the NFL to say, hey, if you're thinking that the Ravens are going to match the offer sheet, I've already told him I don't want to come back. And, exactly. and hey, you know, um, that's the way, it, you know, and, and I thought it was wise to him say a letter to the fans. Um, he's talking right. to the fans, but no, no, no. That, to me, that was an audience of 31 is what that, those tweets were about to say, I, don't, don't worry about them matching an offer sheet. I've already told him I, I don't intend to play for them anymore. The problem with that is, is he's going to have to follow through on it if no offer sheet comes. Do you think he would really sit out the year? I mean, this, this is a guy who loves ball. Uh, I, I don't yeah, know, man, yeah. Robert. Lamar loves ball, and I, everything you just laid out, Rich, is exactly why him saying that he requested a trade on March 2nd is different. Yeah. You know, some people are trying to say, well, he's been out there already. It doesn't matter. But this is the first time Lamar Jackson right. has actually come out and said, I don't want to be here. Right. So I do think after him saying that, that he would push the envelope and not play. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily do that, but I'm also not Lamar Jackson. And he's a, a man of principle. If he says he's going to do something, that's what he's going to end up doing. But if I was the Colts, I would do that. Uh, Shane Steichen has an example right there with Jalen Hurts, of the mm-hmm. guy that he got the most out of, who's a dual-threat quarterback. Um, you know, for Lamar Jackson to go there with the Colts, I think that would be the move. The move that confused me a little bit was the Carolina Panthers trading the dang whole ship to move up to number one uh, and give up all those picks and E.J. Moore when they could have just went and gave up two first-round picks to sign Lamar Jackson and kept D.J. Moore. That kind of confused me, but I understand these two quarterbacks at the top of the draft and you want to build it your way, I got no problem with going to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. But if I was the Panthers, I would have at least entertained a conversation with Lamar Jackson, and my understanding is that never happened. That's the confusing part, Rich. Way to bring it full circle, Robert. Um, before I let you go, if you don't mind giving me a couple more minutes, uh, word is the Washington Commanders have received an offer for – purchase six billion dollars 
Um, and that Dan Snyder, you know, if he accepts, would get out of the game, and uh, that would be the end of his tenure there. I wonder what goes through your mind um, when you hear that, Robert. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Rich. Mm-hmm. When I hear that, um, you know, I've been having some really great conversations uh, with this group um, led by Josh Harris and, and having an opportunity to come in uh, on that ownership group. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like head over heels excited about that process. Um, you know, to, to be a player for that team, to not have my career go the way that I wanted it to or the fans wanted it to, um, in that city uh, would be a full circle type of moment to come back and, and try to help uh, that team and that organization build the winner that the fans deserve. So that's something I'm really excited about. You know, it's nothing I can announce at this point. Sure. But it's, uh, it's, it's the conversations are happening, and, and I'm, I'm really, really excited about the potential there. Um, and, and at the end of the day, the fans will, they will throw away parades. I got to be honest with you, Robert. I mean, the number of fans of the commanders are like, is this true? Is this really happening that I've gotten? I've been stopped dinner parties, events, whatever I've been at schools, you know, uh, events for my kids. People come up to me. It's been nonstop. And I'm like, I don't I don't know. I'll, I'll believe it when I when I see it or hear it. But, you know, uh, I guess you having been there in that organization, you would definitely be able to speak to uh, what it was like, you know. Robert? Yeah, you know, honestly, just with all of the the cloud that's been around the organization for such a long time, I did not know that, Rich, when I first got drafted there, right? When I got drafted to D.C. and they flew me to to, uh, Dulles Airport in Virginia, I'm asking them, why are we in Virginia? I'm just a Texas boy. I didn't know that the Washington uh, commanders were based in Virginia and played in Maryland. I thought we were in Washington, D.C. like the Wizards. So I had to learn a lot as I was there in, in my early years. And since I've le- I left in 2015, it's just been one thing after another. And I think the team is ready to move on. I think the fans are ready to move on. And it's going to be a sad day uh, in the Snyder household because he's lived his entire life to be the owner of the Commanders. And now that's going to be taken away from him. So uh, I know the fans will rejoice. And I think that, you know, because of that dark cloud, it is time to move on, right? The relationship has run its course probably a long time ago, definitely a long time ago. And I think uh, everybody needs to be excited about what's to come for the commanders because it's only going to go up. Well, the $6 billion, he might be able to buy the entire Kleenex company if he needs a tissue, I guess, Robert. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, don't know. I don't know their public valuation off the top of my head, but I uh, always appreciate you calling in. You're one of my favorites, as you know. Thanks again, Robert. Greatly appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you, Richard. God bless, brother. You're right back at you. There's RG3, the one and only. Love talking to him. Gosh, do I ever. Dropped a little nugget there. At the I end, heard that. Wow. Didn't know. By the way, good for them. I'd reach out to him, too. And if they're reaching out to him, they're reaching out to a ton of guys who used to play for that team, too. He t- you know, he pointed out he was there from 2012, right? It was the 2012 draft through 2015. 2012 draft, yeah. He's, he's a great guy to have as a front man to help out. I like it. Okay, sold. Let's go. What's first? Dan Snyder sells the team or Aaron Rodgers is jet? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is jet. Probably. Yeah. Aaron Judge gets 10 home runs or Dan Snyder sells the team? Ooh. Aaron Judge gets 10 home runs. 
All I know is this. Whoever buys Washington, I hope they redo that Sean, that Taylor. Oh, awful yeah. Sean Taylor oh, yeah. well, there's, statue. There's a lot of, re- man there's, there's a lot of redoing that needs to there's be done. Yeah. But, but that not the coach. I, I don't touch the coach. Don't touch the coach. Don't I like the coach, Sean. man. But, man, Sean Taylor deserves much better than I uh, know. This guy over here, he wants everybody fired. He really does. 844 rich number to dial <laughs> here on the Rich Eisen Show. Guy. Miles Sanders still to come, top of the next hour. Fire it. Fire it. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Yeah, they stole my idea. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, we just showed they the uh, Roku Channel audience. Apple. Who's, well, how did Apple Find steal your friends. idea? Huh? Find my friends. My Apple idea. stole my idea. You could check in on your friends like a year it. after this. They came out with the Find My Friends. Stop, Maybe stop it, it might have been you like that You pitched year. Kevin O'Leary of an app. Watch, Somebody pays 99 cents for an app that you connect your loved Find ones to friends. so every single time they unlock yes. their phone you know you they're know, okay you can check it if well i mean in the same way idea. you know we track our kids you know you could track our kids by gps on their phones Find and stuff like that friends what you i mean it's all it's the technology is available like you just share the location with someone you can find out where they are at all times but you don't have to but it, he, but he wanted an app that shared that person's location it, to it you without that person having, having to do it. it. Exactly. It's a great could idea. Could you imagine could you imagine though? It already existed when minute. you pitched it. No it didn't. Could you imagine <laughs> if this idea if this idea if Mike Del Tufel had this idea. Let's just say a perfect example. If Brian Gutekunst had it for Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Yeah. Would that have been there fine like I, I don't know where Aaron is. He's not responding to me. I don't know where he is. I need to try and shop him even though i don't call it shopping i say i'm just doing my due diligence as a general manager of the team when i don't hear from the guy i've got to think that our relationship is over and so i've got to check you know i've got to check on other options and aaron Rodgers considered that shopping so it's not an mp it's an arp Not AARP. Right. It's it, it's 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 well, an Aaron Rodgers problem. It's not a it's not a my problem. It's it's a his problem. Could you imagine if he had had that app? Find fun. my quarterback. Can we have? Can you have? Can we create an app that's find my quarterback? <laughs> find my friends actually started in two thousand. Find my. But I didn't come. I came up with it before two thousand thirteen. But Rodgers now. There must be a spot in that Oregon's cave where you you put your phone, right? Sort of like, you know. You go to a comedy like show. Go, yeah. and you put the phone. I in was the about bag. to say, like a locker. Yeah. Right. Yep. You go see Chappelle. You or go something. and see a Chappelle show. Right. 
You got to put it in that little zip-up bag, right? It's a cave, a bat. You leave it with a bat. Bats hanging upside down, you just hang it. Mike, all I'm saying is you could have saved the Packers a lot of problems. Or at least, or at least, Mr. Wonderful could. Horrible idea. It wasn't horrible. Yeah, it wasn't horrible because it already existed. No, it didn't. (laughs) RG three, what did you think there? Um. He seems so sure. And I, that and nobody's I, and called like Lamar. He seems so sure that nobody's calling him that it's not getting out. I mean, I, I'd love to know if he actually knows that, if he's doing some independent reporting, or is he just speculating because we haven't heard anything. We don't know in the same way we didn't know about the trade being demanded because there's no agent involved. Right. Team's not going to come out and say, oh, Lamar demanded a trade. That's for Lamar to go. Right. Reveal, which he finally did yesterday. Or a random team just coming out and going, yeah, we're trying to get a hold of Lamar, but we can't. Or we talk to him and he's not interested in us. You know, The only reason why one team would say that is if a fan base is saying, why aren't you reaching out to Lamar? And I don't know which right. fan base is saying that right now. To the point where a team needs to say, we're not the ones to blame here. So the reason why we don't know if anybody's called Lamar is an agent hasn't, is not there to leak it. And Lamar hasn't leaked it yet, or nobody's called Lamar. Entirely possible. Yeah, I would say all of these things are possible. It's possible that nobody's called him. It's also possible that people have, and he's not interested. Or there's some deals going on behind the scenes that nobody knows about. But like I said, too, is you you need to... Part of the reason why having an agent, and I, I, I... In this case, in this case, is like if Belichick in any way, shape, or form, would ever consider Lamar Jackson. Don't you think the worst way for him to endeavor upon the idea would be Bob Kraft going up to him and saying, Meek Mill tells me he would like to speak. Don't you think that would be one of like the... the, That should be enough to get Bill to make a call. What? I I don't know. I would think the opposite. Really? Meek Meek Mill is telling me to call Lamar? Why doesn't he call me? Who, Meek or Lamar? Lamar. Oh. So Lamar's going to call Bill and say, "Hell yeah, what's up?" Don't you think if oh. I I I would call people if I'm allowed to? If I'm looking for a job and I need somebody to blow out another anchor somewhere, right? Another host somewhere, another yeah. one. I would make phone calls. Hell yeah, myself. If I don't have an agent. I think like you tell like Chris Ballard or just for instance, send your buddy Ken to call him that he's never heard of. That's not the best foot forward would be my two cents to Lamar.